You're listening to Shore Stories, the critical claim podcast set on the eastern shore of Virginia in the 1990s. Some content may not be suitable for young listeners, so pop a top, sit back, and enjoy the stories. Here's your host, Chris. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Shore Stories. I'm your host, Chris. We are on the cusp of 4th of July weekend. So, uh, happy Independence Day to everybody, and it looks like it's going to be a hot one. So, if you have any issues this weekend with your air service, your central air, your air conditioning, whatever you got at your house, you can call the fine folks at KT Sterling Mechanical. They provide fast and reliable heating, air, and plumbing service. You can call them today at 757-706-3277. Check out their website, ktsmechinc.com. That's K-T-S-M-E-C-H-I-N-C.com. K-T Sterling Mechanical, delivering the air of quality. Now, if we're talking about central air, air conditioning, it brought me to a short story I wanted to share with everybody. And I'm calling it the Box Fan Nintendo Entertainment Center incident. So if you grew up on the shore, if you live there now, you know that these hot, humid summers are a little bit of a bear. And now when I was coming up, we didn't have central air. And for a little bit, didn't have air conditioning. So you can imagine those humid summers on the shore, man. Sometimes they were terrible. And, you know, as a a kid, we would have to make a decision a lot of times. It was, we're going to go outside and play basketball, throw the football, whatever we're going to do, and deal with the 100 degree weather and the humidity and the skeeters. Or we're going to hang out in the house and, you know, play video games or wrestle, do whatever else we were going to do. So I had a box fan for a little bit. And, you know, the play a lot of times was either just plug it in, sit in front of it, and let it blow on you on high just to keep the sweat off of you. Or stick it in the window and turn it on high and, and kind of pull some air from the outside and blow it around. Either way, it wasn't ideal, but, you know, we made do. So we got a hot day, I got my box fan going in the window, and I'm playing the Nintendo Entertainment System, and if you're not familiar with what that is, it was a groundbreaking video game system that came out, I think around 1985 or so, um, and the US release date might even have been a couple years after that. But the Duck Hunts and the Super Mario Brothers, and it really was innovative and groundbreaking because previous to that, you know, had your Ataris and your Calicos and some other very basic beginning fundamental game systems. So this was it was a big deal. So I had one of these and I actually got it in New Jersey before we moved to the Eastern Shore. And, you know, if you're my age and you play video games at all, especially when you're younger, you understand the term rage quit. You know, and, and I've seen my seven year old do this a little bit too, but you're playing a game and you just get so angry and frustrated, you quit, turn it off, uh, you know, hopefully don't throw the controller. But now on that Nintendo, there was very few games that would save your progress and in essence too, your your progress that would be saved. It wasn't like today where you could take the Nintendo Switch and save it anywhere you want. So depending on how far you got on the board, uh, you might have to you know, get to the final part of, of you know, the, f- the fifth board 
but it'd be broken up into parts like 5-1, 5-2, 5-3, and you'd have to go all the way back to 5-1. So for some of the tougher games, it's extremely frustrating playing. Yeah, I had a ton of patience. So I'm playing one of the more popular games for that system called Castlevania, and it was tough. You're this, uh, you know, guy in the... You're battling Dracula and all these crazy monsters. You got a whip, and you can do all these other things, and... It was a popular game, and my friends used to play it all the time. But it was very difficult. And so I'm sitting there, I'm playing, I got my box fan rolling, and I just get to this part of the game where I'm repeatedly just losing all my lives, and I can't get through it. So I just have a little bit of a moment where I decide that I've had enough. So I grab the box fan, rip it out of the window, right? Not a good thing to do. Throw that grab the Nintendo by the console, rip it out of, out of from, from rip it away from all the cords, everything, and launch it out my bedroom window. Now, within about three seconds, I've realized what I potentially have just done. So I go scampering out of my room, out of the house, grab it out of the yard, look at it as I'm going back in the house, and there's no visual damage. But all I can think is, man, if I plug this in and it doesn't work, I'm going to be, like, wrecked. Because there's no way I'm getting another one at this point. I don't have enough money. Dad's not probably... When I tell him I've thrown it out the window and it's broken, he's going to tell me to pack sand. He's not buying me another one. So I get in the house, plug it up. Lo and behold, it works just fine. Whew, big sigh of relief. The box fan, on the other hand, wasn't so lucky. Plugged it in, and it just wouldn't work. I don't know what I did to it. I think I did something to the cord. Nothing visually I could really see, but it just wouldn't work. So I closed the screen, and then commenced to have to play my Nintendo, and sweat profusely. At some point, Dad got a smaller AC unit out in the living room area, and we would just close all the other doors, and I would just sleep out there. You know, very similar as a kid. If you're a little bit older, you you could understand this. You know, we had... For a while, we had those uh, kerosene heaters that extremely dangerous. They don't even make them, I think, nowadays. They're not like they used to. Um, you know, we'd sleep right in front of it. Sometimes you even put a blanket over the thing and have it over top of you. Just asinine behavior because if you talk about a safety hazard, good God to mighty, that's one. Um, but yeah, but that's my story of the Nintendo Entertainment System and the box fan. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Appreciate you coming back. So uh, we have some exciting things going on here uh, at the offices of Shore Stories, and we're going to be steamrolling forward as we here approach the middle of the summertime. Um, Talked about a fantastic company there at the beginning, KT Sterling Mechanical. Uh, You need to give them a call. If you got any issues with your central air or your heat, you can reach them at 757-706-3277, or again, check out their site. KTSMechInc.com. That's KTSMechinc.com. So, for the rest of this episode, we're going to re release one from earlier in uh, our podcast adventure here. We got some exciting things coming down the pike, coming down the road. So, please check out our Facebook page. You can search for Shore Stories, um, interact with us, and um, we'll be pushing out new episodes as we move along. So, have a good 4th of July. Be safe. Pop a top.
and enjoy. Your host, Chris. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Shore Stories. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and uh, not pulling their hair out of their head as we're uh, pushing on through the COVID-19 pandemic. I do know one of the things that has been nice during this period of time where we're uh, unable to hang out with our friends and, and maybe even family is getting the opportunity to kind of reconnect and a lot of that's been through the short stories podcast adventure um just yesterday i reconnected with a uh as he called it uh we were middle school running mates uh, mr aaron chesser i got to speak with him for 20 or 30 minutes on the phone and uh, we had both agreed that we had not spoke since our days at nandua so it's been quite a long time and uh he joined the military we figured out about a year before i did and um so but but anyway we haven't seen each other in a very long time he brought to my attention kind of a funny little story i'll share with you uh back at marion smith middle school days so we had a project that was due it was a team up project you and a partner and uh apparently and i don't remember this exactly but he had come to stay at my house down deep creek on like a weekend saturday night or whatever so we could work together on this project well we had these big plans we were gonna make uh it was a trojan horse we're gonna make the trojan horse out of like popsicle sticks and do this whole deal all excited and uh he comes down for the weekend and lo and behold the boys in the neighborhood chad donnie lee jason uh scott come knocking say hey let's go play some basketball so then we're we're faced with the dilemma of working on our project or going to shoot hoops well of course we choose to go play basketball now our project which i once we talked about it i kind of sort of remember went from building a trojan horse to gluing a my little pony to some sort of like base and i guess dressing it up off of that and turning that in well, his exact words to me, to me about this was, was, that's the worst grade I've, I had ever gotten. And I just laughed because I didn't get too many of those, but I had gotten a few. Um, but that was uh, that was pretty funny. And that, like I said, that it's nice, man. It, when you don't talk to people for a long time and, and everybody's busy in life, they got things going on and family and work and, and you're able to reconnect. It's has been pretty nice. It's been fun. Um Kind of on a sidebar, another thing in the last week or so that um, I had done that kind of is outside uh, my ordinary pattern of things was a Zoom conference during the NFL draft with a buddy of mine out in Wisconsin and his brothers that I know pretty well and a couple other guys. And that was fun too. So I just recommend to everybody out there if you're if you're home and you're you're missing those outside connections, um, you know, reach out, do something you normally wouldn't do. It's, it's been pretty fun. But uh, this episode I, I, that I was dropping was primarily around um, the social media posts that I've been seeing. Um, I saw one on Facebook for the first time, and it's it's the post your first car picture, now car picture. And uh, it kind of sent me back a little bit as I started thinking about my first car, which was the 1980 Chevrolet Impala, which the original color was a Carolina blue 
But by the time I got my hands on it, it was more of a Carolina blue, light, faded, rust kind of color. But it was big, man. It was a four-door, bench seat up front, bench seat in the back. Just massive vehicle. I remember the day that I was working at Food Line, bagging groceries and getting carts. And uh, Food Line out in Ames Plaza. And my dad said, hey, uh, and she literally lived two houses down from us. She goes, I, and I don't remember her name, but so she's selling her car and it's only 400 bucks. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, at the time, $400. Yeah. I mean, she kind of described it to me. We go over and look at it. And, you know, my initial impression when I look at this car is like, dude, no way. I'm going to buy this car. It looks like an old person's vehicle. Everybody's. I, how am I going to cruise the plaza? Which, if you don't know what that is, I'll explain that to you in a second. How am I going to cruise the plaza in this car? Well, after a few minutes of looking at it, and the inside was relative, it was clean. I mean, it was older and it was used, but the seats were in great condition. I mean, it, you know, it was just an older car. After convincing for my father, thank you, by the way. I ended up buying it, 400 bucks. And he said, well, I'm gonna take care of the insurance for you, which I said, thank you, but I don't really know what that means at 16, you know, what does that mean, insurance? I gotta pay for insurance? He squared that away for me and it wasn't much. Um, and off I went. Now, uh, it was, like I said, it was big, it was a giant box car. Um, at one point, to give you an idea of how big it was, I had fit 12, uh, 12 to 13 people in that car one night, picking up people from this one place and taking them somewhere else. Now, there were a few people sitting on laps, but it was we had them in there, man. We had them jammed, packed up in there. So it was a pretty pretty big-sized car. It was terrible on gas. When you went down the street, went down the road, it floated. And I think it was maybe because the shocks had been original shocks, maybe worn out. I mean, the miles that were on it weren't hard miles. I mean, she drove it to the store back and forth every day for, at this point, let's see, this is about uh, 94, 95, around 95. Um, so it was just, you know, from Deep Creek to Nancock back and forth however many times. So it had low miles on it. It had a tape deck. Yes, a tape deck. Some of you might be listening to this. Probably not many, but some of you, and you're either laughing at that or have no idea what it is. But it had a tape deck in it. My uh, cousin Keith hooked me up and put two speakers and me these little custom wood boxes. So I had those on the the back dashboard. Um, and that was that was my first car. So cruising the plaza, Four Corners Plaza has been mentioned before in this podcast is basically a giant parking lot and that's where everybody went to meet up see what was going on where's the party is there a party whatever the case but you know when you're 16 17 you get your license or whatever you 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 cruise the plaza and if you're out there riding around in a hunk of junk you know i at first i didn't really want to cruise the plaza because i was like i ain't driving out here in my old beat up looking car but after a while, you just for me, I realized like, well, the hell with it. At least I get to go out and go do things. So, and everybody knew who I was. They see me. Oh, there's Chris. Here comes in the gigantic, uh, giant blue monster floating around. 
But when you get your driver's license and, you know, regardless of where you grow up, most people could could connect with this. I mean, it's it's freedom. It's a, it's a giant piece of freedom. And living and growing up on the Eastern Shore, I mean, if you didn't have a car or lived close to somebody that had a car, you might have been just kind of stuck. Uh, I mean, and as I got older, with me living Deep Creek, the only other person down there that had a car when we were in high school at that point later on uh William Courtney had a car Melanie Williams had a car and we got to my senior year in high school I mean it was just them so if for some reason I have gas money and William was off doing something and you know I I, I, you're just stuck you can't go anywhere so having that car was fantastic um and like I said it was just it was just freedom now I will also recognize that growing up on the Eastern Shore, having the freedom in the car just allowed you to get in all sorts of trouble, shenanigans. I mean, with all the back roads, cruise the back roads, all kinds of unoccupied places to get into, whatever you wanted to. And uh, I'm quite thankful that I've I made it through that little period of time and didn't end up. Uh, in a bad place in terms of uh, physically hurting myself or anybody else and uh, I mean I'll just kind of leave it like that now there were a few times I put the car in a small ditch here and there but nothing I couldn't take care of Um, and speaking of ditches I even put my dad's truck in a ditch one time in the snow but um, one of the great things about growing up in like a small town is that you know it's kind of like at home, you're always at home. No matter where you go, you're always at home. And um, that day, I put my dad's truck in a ditch in the snows because I was trying to blow 360s, headed out to no man's land, put it right in the ditch, snowing its tail off. Had to walk back. Libby, who ran Chick Store for a while there, loaned me the money to pay the tow truck. Didn't say a word. Didn't say nothing. Flat. I just handed it to me. And then my dad came home from Jersey. I think it was the next day. And I told him, and he gave me the money back to go give to her. But uh, I'll never forget that because that's it's just kind of how it was down there. People would look out for you, you know, if you weren't a knucklehead and stealing people's stuff and tearing up stuff. They would just take care of you. And uh, she did that, didn't even bat an eye. So, yeah, so there's Facebook posts going around. I want to credit Susie Rouse Bruce for the first, first person I saw posting it. They kind of sent me back thinking about the old Chevy Impala and uh, to kind of wrap up the story about that car I figure I told you how I bought it and let me tell you how I, I ended up getting rid of it so I get out of high school and I head off to Chowan College in North Carolina and the only reason I even know this college is in existence is because uh, my man Mr. Chad Morgan Mr. Wilkes had went to school there And towards the end of my high school career, I wasn't exactly focused on going to college and what, you know, what I was going to do. I was just kind of running around being a knucklehead. But I just, out of a whim, applied there and they accepted me. So I was like, well, heck, let's go. Dad drove me down there, um, dropped me off. I left my car back at home because I I don't know if, I don't think I could bring it, but we had just decided I was going to leave it there. So I go down to college and 
I'm there for a while. I don't I don't make it through the year. I end up dropping out after a short period of time. And while I'm down there, I get myself in a little bit of trouble and decide to have some drinks. And I borrowed a car of one of the guys I knew, um, one of the guys on the soccer team that I was playing on, to go out to some club. And lo and behold, I get pulled over as soon as I leave the campus. And fast forward, I end up having to go to court and get a DUI. And uh, so we end up selling the Impala because I lose my driver's license. Or so I thought. So at that point, the DMV systems, I find out later, were not interlaced with each other throughout the country. So I come back home. I had to go to court. Dad drives me down there. There's fines. There's all kinds of stuff. And uh, so I'm like, well, I guess I got to go to DMV and at least get an ID card so I can have something. If I'm going to go get a pack of smokes or whatever. Yes, I smoked cigarettes at this time. Um, and I go into DMV and the girl at DMV in an Ancock says, well, why don't you just have your driver's license? And I said, what do you mean? Because at this point, I'm like, well, I don't, I can't have it. I got a DUI. She goes, I can just give your driver's license. Well, you don't need an ID card. Use this as your ID. So there's about a five, six second pause where we're staring at each other. I'm looking right in her eyes. She's looking in mine. And I say, okay. And she says, okay. <laughs> about five minutes later, I walk out of there with my driver's license. And I, I go outside and get in the car with my father. And then I'm like, I just got my driver's license. And he's like, what? So we come to find out, like I said, that the DMV systems aren't connected, aren't interlaced. Meanwhile, in between all this, we sell the Impala. Dad sells it because what do we need it for, right? He's like, you ain't got a driver's license. We're selling the car. You got to recoup the money for court costs and all that crap. And what am I going to say to him? I don't know. Yeah, okay. And of course. So that was... That's how the old Impala, um, that's how I got rid of it. That's how I uh, stopped owning it. I saw it a few times um, after that fella driving it around. But, um, yeah, that was the end. So, well, that's going to wrap up this edition of, of Shore Stories. I just wanted to get in here and, and carry on a little bit about the Impala. Um, I am super overwhelmed with all of you guys out there who comment and like the Shore Stories page on Facebook and reach out and comment um, on the episodes. It's uh, it's really cool. I'm having a great time and um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. So until next time, I'm out. Have a great day.